0: This podcast is brought to you by Two More Reps Coffee Beans. Get your Two More Reps with this natural pre-workout. Buy your bag at twomorereps.com.au. Welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today we bring you episode number 87 and I've been blessed recently with having so many wonderful and uh, varied guests on my podcast. People who are willing to give up their time to to chat and tell their story and obviously provide education and influence. Today is no different. Um, I have a very remarkable guest who um, at 26 years of age has seen and done a lot in his time Uh, and I'm speaking of Todd Jarrett. Now Todd's an identity coach but his story is incredibly remarkable as is he and in this podcast we talk about manifestation we talk about obviously identity we talk about breath work and a bunch of other stuff it is a fantastic insightful and very educational podcast so without further ado let's get on with it all right Todd Jarrett welcome to the podcast how you going
1: Epic. Epic. Feeling good now?
0: Yeah yeah yeah. We just did some breath work before we got on. That was very cool. Is that something you do like whenever you get interviewed, you try and encourage the host to do that or is it yeah? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, just yeah it's um it's something that I know when you can kind of drop in you become more present yep and then when we are more present then the conversation just flows so yeah 100%. it's not every time like you know when you have the, I said to you when we we're talking about this I'd rather do it in person yes you get that feel rather than being on zoom on zoom I don't usually okay but yeah when I can in person for sure
0: 100% yeah, yeah. no that's great and I appreciate you coming down too this yeah. is great uh, coming down our next to the woods so obviously you know I came across you um, through obviously um, discovering Jordan um, then Trav and then yourself, you know, it's just all interconnected. And, and I've listened to you on a few podcasts now, and yeah. as has my wife. And um, really intrigued by your story yeah. um, for someone. And I don't know your age, but you obviously seem to be younger than me. <laughs> 20, 26. <laughs> there you go. That. So for someone in their mid-20s, you know, to have gone through everything that you've gone and then come out the other side and be so positive and in- influencing and, and um, I don't know, just so much energy about you. It was, it, it, it was really a much a draw card. So obviously I reached out a little while ago and, um, you know, we've, we finally connected up, yeah. so it's cool. It's <laughs> yes. good. It's good. Yes. So, um, yeah. So, if you wouldn't mind, um, sort of going back and telling your story, particularly about, obviously, without giving too much away, the manifestation of, yeah. of your um, smelling, yeah. and then go into your other story, and yeah. we'll go from there. See how we go.
1: Gotcha. Uh, I guess uh, I want to. Well, I'll, I'll keep my story of my journey shorter, yep. and that way you can ask the parts of feel, yeah, line. Yeah. So, really, I guess in short. Uh, I was really driven, really motivated um, all about career achievement through my whole you know, primary school, you know, being switched on kid ducks at school and ducks at high school and yep. top at uni and so everything was always about achievement mm. and getting to that next step and it wasn't ever really about enjoying the process, it was always you know the high of the achievement and then it's gone after two days and yes. that's how I lived and I just I guess I was so driven by that that um, the my health ended up getting pretty rough around twenty sixteen at first. I was first hospitalized for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And then they told me that it was just an acute bout of colitis where you know the immune system just had a crack at the intestines and yep. I was like, okay, sweet. Took some medication for a couple of months and then it was all good. And then yep. um, in in a version of it really, I was once I'd moved up to the sunny coast and I'd been here for around a year, I was doing a whole bunch of things. So um, training athletes and teaching at the university and running the mentorship and coaching and consulting online. There's just a whole lot I was doing, mm. and I wasn't enabling myself to rest. So like my typical day would be, you know, like a personal trainer's life in that way. Up at four thirty to be coaching, but I wouldn't go to bed until like one or two of the morning. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Just, and and I wouldn't. I wouldn't slow down to, you know how you can mindfully eat and chill? I wouldn't do that. It was yep. always like eating while studying something. And,
0: yep. So I was always, always on the go.
1: I never knew that I was in a sympathetic state like my whole life. Mm. If I ever sat still, I'd be shaking or I'd be tapping because there'd be that constant like mobilization of energy. Yes. And I had no idea because that was all I knew. Yeah. And so um, when I, basically, when I got. I'd been in and out of hospital for about a a year. And then I had one major stint where that's when they kind of said, objectively speaking, now I Mm. I wouldn't have died. They would have saved me by surgery. But when the surgeons come in and say you've got 24 to 48 hours to (laughs) live, that was my, like, I guess you'd say, like that enlightening moment of going, what have I done with my life? And I guess at that point I was 24. And so. What a lot of people may have is you know on their deathbed at 80 i guess i've been blessed in that way Mm. for it to have been early because now i get to choose the way i want to live my life yes um so yeah I was was really unwell then got a whole heap of really heavy medication Um, i was on like leukemia level and and chemotherapy level meds Mm. um and i wasn't getting better I was just sort of maintaining like 80% health. I was still passing blood every day and mucus and couldn't hold food and things like that. And got to a point where the doctors and the surgeons called me uh, March of 2020 and said, look, you're a non-responder. And for for context-wise, what they would label it as is an autoimmune condition, ulcerative colitis, where your immune system attacks your large intestine. Um, I don't associate with the label anymore because I know what we identify with is what we live Mm. and so it's just like i had damaged cells in my gut and i'm healing that so um yeah then when they told me that i was non-responding to the medication for a few months there i'd been like i guess in the personal development space you you listen to all different people and i had been really pulled in by joe Dispenza, yes and obviously from him then bruce lipton and the whole quantum physics side of thing and manifestation and innate healing and I'd had this feeling, this knowing in my body for quite a while that if these people can do it, because that was always my story in my head I'd been told from when I was like 12, my mum was, if someone else can do it, you can do it too. Sure. No mm. one is special in that way if we are all humans. and mm. So for me, I had this feeling, but when you've been told by the guys in the white coats and the surgeons <laughs> and everything for so long that the only thing that can save you is the medication and that yep. um, if you stop the medication, you'll develop these, you know, Um, resistant processes where this medication will never help you again and it's like this whole fear process and they talk about how no diet doesn't affect your your immune system or your garden and and that stress doesn't affect it and sleep won't change it. it's just the medication Mm. when you're in a heightened state of emotion we're most receptive to information so it gets pummeled into you when you're you know in a hospital bed and you know you're just taking whatever they say without realizing that it got to this point in march of 2020 where They'd said, it's not working. And so then I'm like, I'm the, the analogy I use is in the Titanic when he's chained to the ship and the ship starts sinking, you can't get off. Yep. That's where my life was going was, it told me the only thing that can save me is medication. Now the medication's not working. So I'm either losing my intestine or I'm going to die. One um, or two, there's no yeah. other option. And so I got to this point, and there was a lot of fear, but on the 28th of March, 2020, was the day that I was like, I'm not taking medication again. I'm going cold turkey. and right. I stopped everything, which is very hard on the body because usually they titrate the level of medication I'm on mm. if it was on. They titrate that slowly, pulling it back off, for yeah. like six months. Yeah. Wow. And I went off in the in the in the day, so it got really really bad for a couple of weeks yeah. until I met and was able to start working with the, my mentor and the guy that sort of saved you know he doesn't say because i used to say he saved my life he's like i didn't save your life you did but he guided me yes to save my life all the credit is to him i probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. okay so um yeah i i made the decision that if i'm on this planet and i've been through what i've been through for a reason mm. i will survive okay i don't know how i'll survive but <laughs> i'll make it through it was like a faith yep. and at that point there wasn't a religious or a spiritual side to me there was just like I'll make it through if I'm here for a reason and that's obviously you know what what occurred and as we were sort of talking about what you mentioned before about I guess quantum healing something mm. that you'd, you'd mentioned was when they've told when the doctors and surgeons have told you that the only thing that can save you is the medication just like with people we say um, like I had skin conditions I had really severe acne and mm. and they say that this is you know the doxycycline or the um, Roaccutane and things like that are yes. the only things that can help you Yep. that's what we're told, that's what we believe because we trust those people and for for me I guess in that time I'd started to realise that if I could if I had the, the faith or the feeling that I was going to get through this without medication then it's like what else mm. can this body do and yeah. I've, a big part of my journey has been speaking to people in this space to go This is what you've been told because it's not just the gut. The mm. whole body is the same Of course people like people healing from paraplegia people healing Incurable diseases and conditions yep. through these processes. I guess I'm Really grateful to be one of those people that have lived it. Yep, and as a result go This is what is possible and so through this journey of healing my gut Mitch Vicarage is his name my mentor mm he we were just you know it started off with breath work and and the use of like herbal tinctures and and juice fasting no you know a whole lot of dietary changes and intestinal changes but primarily to support my kidneys and my my liver sure because they were what was dysfunctional causing the issues at the gut okay and through that process a few months in it's probably three and a half months in okay i got to this point where i was like if i've been knocking on death's door and they've told me this is the only way I can survive with medication, and I've now, I guess, proven against that, like the null hypothesis kind of (laughs) thing, then what else can I do? And my upbringing, I never had a sense of smell. So we weren't sure if I was just born without a sense of smell, but I can never remember smelling. Yeah, right. When I was two and a half, I was running in the, the backyard in winter and slipped on the you know, the frost oh, yeah. and slammed my my face over the A-frame of a trailer and i busted I broke my nose and put stitches through there and they yeah. said maybe I severed the olfactory nerve. Oh yeah. The skull okay. nerve,
0: yeah, that makes sense.
1: But they also had um, polyps, like benign tumors right. in my, my skull yeah. that were compressing the olfactory nerve. And so when I was around maybe 14 or 15, I was at boarding school at the time, because I remember we made a specific trip away for it. We went and saw the you know, the ENT, the ear, nose, and throat specialist. Yep. They did all these tests on me and this, that, and the other, and they said, look, you're not picking up any of this. Mm. And we very rarely, if ever, see anyone you know, at that extent. And then they went and took me for the scans and everything. They said, yeah, look, like, you're just not going to be able to smell. That's just the reality of it. And what, a, what actually caused this to come up was... Around that time, when I was racing motocross, I mixed the diesel up with the petrol, right. which blows up bikes and causes car issues. And Mum was like. This is a concern for your safety and your health, not because of the fuel, but because of what your dad will do if you blow something <laughs> up. So, so mum was like, "We need to get this sorted." And then, like around that same time, I'd left the gas on at home. Oh wow! And had not I had no idea. Yeah, of course. And they've come home and they were like, "You did a match or something? Like yeah, you would have blown it. Like you could blow the place up. Yeah, because like, it had just been on on for hours. I had no idea. And wow. Same kind of thing. I would drive around in my van. Um, and the petrol, like the jerry can, had it tipped over, so the whole band's like fuming with petrol. I have no idea, and people get in, like, "Whoa, what is that?" And I'm yeah. like, "What do you mean?" Yeah, so you? it was pretty clear for the people that have been in my life that I had no sense of smell. Like, <laughs> we had a lot of whole jokes about it, of but course. when I got to that point in my journey, with when I was like, "If I'm healing myself from the inside out," and you know, I've listened to Dispens and I've listened to Lipton, I've heard these stories. I can be one of these stories Mm. I know it there's nothing special about them or me or anyone else we all have the same you know bodies yeah and so I said about I was like I remember I made the declaration to mum. I was like if I can do this like save myself from death's door I can get a sense of smell like that was just like that's easy work (laughs) so I what I actually went through was the biggest thing I realized is it's about two things intention and surrender okay Intention in terms of the level of belief that we're like, this can happen. Mm. And obviously, for me, by this stage, like my level of belief is just automatically kind of through the roof because of what I've been through. Sure. Other people will need to do a bit of work to get to that point, but I was kind of forced into it. And then the other part is the surrender, Mm. which is our ego, our mind, the brain is the part that wants the optimal health mm. or it wants the sense of smell or it wants that you know physique yeah when we're able to surrender the wanting and fully surrender i guess you'd say,ing like that the word faith to me has like a very religious term which can trigger a lot of people so i'm really mindful of using the word faith because to me it was more like just a surrender to knowing that hey our body can do this mm-hmm. and if i let go of my brain trying to you know before our brain is developed in the in fetus mm. in utero our heart's already beating
0: that's right yeah so
1: it has its own nervous system within itself and so it's like i guess getting to that point of going if i let the brain go and just let the the body the nervous system the subconscious do its thing yep it can heal itself yeah okay and so it was a process of the intention and then also surrendering to knowing that this can happen i'm just going to let the body do its thing without the wantingness and the attachment And so what i was practicing at least to give the the method of it was um i was doing a lot at that point even like for my gut of deep holotropic breath work so i was doing like for most people an hour and a half deep breed is they probably do like maybe two of those a month because that because there's a lot of integration and a lot of ungroundedness okay because i was so unwell and all i was doing was laying around journaling and reading and meditating every day i was my whole life was integration. <laughs> so I was doing three, one and a half hour breathes per week, probably six to eight months, which wow. is kind of where my breath work journey went really deep, mm-hmm. really quickly. So I was doing that. And then there's a, the book, The Secret Language of Your Body. Mm-hmm. And in that, it goes through and breaks down all of the ailments. So it talks about, like, all different kinds of diseases. If you've got a degeneration of, let's say, the liver, what that equates to emotionally and energetically. Okay. So it's more of like, yeah, the quantum, the metaphysical. And at this point in time, like, my science background, I was still very, like, ooh. But once you've had a near-death experience... Yeah you can't negate what you've seen and felt and experienced and that's where I'd shifted and I was like I can't now say that this spirit within us doesn't exist because I've lived it Yeah. and yep. so I was open and that's a part of the surrender, open to the metaphysical side of it that okay if this nose thing is the case it's if we're all energy and we're all made up of energy which that's in right. that way we know then it's a, just a change in the energy so I was going through and within this book it has, you know, the nose mm. or, or smell or one of the two. And I, each, each evening
0: mm.
1: I would go through and I'd read the, the page and then it has like, I guess you'd call it like in that way, it's statements. Oh yeah, yep. So I now declare that, you know, whatever the word might be, like the divine healing to clear X, Y, Z, to clear this energy that's holding this and keeping mm. this stuck. Okay. Because what it is, is each area and the organs of the body have different frequencies. They've been able to measure those now. So your liver has a different energetic frequency to, let's say, your intestine. Because they have different roles and functions. They do. And and so in that way, it's speaking to, I guess you would say, that the energy of that area. And so I do the breath work. Yep. I go through the statements and do that. And do it in like a meditative state. And... The only other thing I did, and I only did two of these within the three weeks, was like a steam bowl. So literally oh, just yeah. the boiling water with like, it was like cayenne pepper and some, like a tea tree or a eucalyptus or something, and then just towel over my head and just inhale that. Yep. But I only did that twice in the three weeks. Okay. And within the three weeks of starting this process, the big thing for me was going through the statements and the energetic side of it, from having smelt nothing mm. for those 25 years to within 3 weeks being on the toilet yeah. and taking my first whiff of <laughs> shit and being like oh! cuz at the time I didn't know what it was so I yeah. didn't know if it smelled good or bad cuz it's like if you've always been blind you don't know the difference between green and white No, You're just of course. like it's just different yeah and so for me I've inhaled this you know my first toilet experience <laughs> and I was like oh! And then I've like I was yelled out because in this point in time I was still in the care of my mum right. in Victoria. Yeah. And I'm like, What is that? Because so I'm I'm startled. Yeah. Of course. I've never had this experience. <laughs> it's like the first time you see Carly, you're like, What is this? And mum's like, What are you talking about? I was like, oh, there's This is this thing. She's like, What? She comes to the toilet door, and I was like, it's like I, I can smell and she's like what do you mean and then obviously because this is a massive thing for the whole family of course and and so I explained it and she realized like oh my gosh the work you've just done has yeah. it's enabled you and then maybe a day or two later I smelled my first fart and all of the good things first, <laughs> you know all of the awesome stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. roses and fish and chips <laughs> and farts and crap and um but then it, it continued and and it's been a process of distinguishing. Right. Because just the same if if you've always been let's say blind and then you've able to see someone saying green you're like well what what is What's actually green, green? like yeah. you can be looking at red you don't know how to distinguish. Mm. So the first period of time and I'm st- it's been a year and a half and I'm still distinguishing now because see new things are popping up. Of course. So last night we had the the ripple effect meeting going mm. through the event info and the, the flow and I arrived and I was like <sighs> That's cacao. And then I was like, You're making cacao, aren't you? And then Beck like shows me the pot and we all celebrated because I was like, Yeah it's like <laughs> I'd never actually smelt cacao without having seen it first. Ah, uh, okay. Because I'd need to like Oh, that's cacao. And so now I know it when I've seen it. But when I walked in my brain was able to go without seeing it or knowing, I was like, That is cacao.
0: Yeah, okay. And
1: I said it and then she showed me the pot. So it's like being able to know without having seen it mm-hmm. was is massive. So it's those new things and only I think the other week I walk outside and for the first time in my life i had been able to smell rain. Oh yeah. I've never known you know when people yeah. say like the rain's coming I'm like yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what do you mean. Or, or salt water? Yeah. Okay. I've never actually been able to take those in so they're new things. So it's getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. More and more distinguishable. Oh. And so now I guess you would say I have a a full sense of smell mm. um the one thing because there's still things that are coming through mm. and it may be because i haven't been consciously aware but we we're talking about this the other day i've still never smelled my own bo okay my body odor yeah. but but um danny my partner was like you don't really have a bit like i've never you've never been stinky or smelly to mm. me either so it's like oh Okay, but I've also never smelled someone else's BO yet.
0: Oh, right, okay. So
1: when I was a kid, as a a funny kind of part of this story, Mm. (laughs) when I was a kid, for my two sisters and my mum's almost every time birthday and Christmas presents, perfume. (laughs) <laughs> Almost always get them the same perfume. Because yeah. I couldn't smell it. Right. I just go in the shop, tell me what's good. Okay, sweet. Yeah. But then when they realize, obviously, in time that I had no sense of smell, they're like, you're not allowed to get us perfume anymore because we know it's a cop-out. Because you can't <laughs> smell it. <laughs> so, so it's not actually got the intention behind it. It's yeah. you're getting something. <laughs> and so... And same thing, I wore Lynx Africa <laughs> until I was about twenty two. <laughs> there you go. Because I was just like, that's just what I get. Yeah. I didn't know any different. So so yeah, it's, oh. it's knowing that you know, there's the humour to it, but there is also that reality for those that are listening to mm. know that if you have some kind of you know, it's a, a physical condition, if it's you know, a psoriasis or if it's an eczema, or if it's an a rheumatoid arthritis, mm. if it's a skin condition, whatever it is in that way. They are all just physical expressions of what's within the body. Yep. And when you come to understand that different parts of the body have different emotions linked to them and different energies, mm. you can work out what people need to heal themselves without the medication, Absolutely. which is huge because we obviously know how many medications have the side effects. Yes. Um, so that's, that's a big part of, I don't speak about it a whole lot, on socials and things mm. like that because it's not my main passion but sure. obviously the information the knowledge is there yep and so it's it's huge for people to know that and like i said if there's people listening going shit you know i could i could clear my you know this this arthritis up or you know this lower back pain that i've never actually done something to my back but mm. you know maybe that could clear up they go you know if you get the secret language of your body you under you read the book you understand and then you surrender and go our body has this innate intelligence yep. that enables us. When we cut ourselves, it heals. We don't think about it and like no, sit there and look at it. That's right. Yeah, it does it itself. We can do that. Mm. And when we're able to get to that state, the incre- most incredible things can happen. And Absolutely. Just, yeah, I guess just living proof. Yeah, so. big time.
0: It's funny, like when you just explain smelling mm-hmm. rain and salt water and stuff like it's something we all take for granted don't we yeah I like, I, you're right like you can smell when the rains coming when a storm's brewing or you're near the ocean you can smell the salt water but I've never thought of it in that light as in you can't smell it and what that would be like that's yeah I've never put it in that perspective it's before like
1: there if, if for everyone listening as well like we close down our eyes for a moment mm. and we can't see color we can't see right. what's making that sound and I guess it's, it's not until, for, yeah, like I said, for those listening, if you do, unless you're driving, don't close your eyes. <laughs> you, you're closing and riding a push bike on the street. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, is when you do close your eyes and that's taken away, mm. you realize all that we do have. Because when you open them up again now, you're like, okay, imagine not having this. Yeah. And it's that that same experience that's the only way i can really get people to understand mm. you know in, in that way because i can't take away the sense of smell of but course absolutely and in the same way w- the when i stopped the medication in in 2020 mm. there was two weeks there where every day and i know i've spoken about this and you've heard this on the other podcast where i was contemplating living or dying every mm. night for two weeks but what that did and and this is where like they say the darker the dark you go into the light of the light. Okay. So I have such an overwhelming immense gratitude for life mm. just because I'm fucking alive. Yeah. Like I'm breathing today. Yeah, good. And a couple years ago I didn't know if I'd be doing that. Yep. And so I wake up every morning and the first breath I take it's just a subconscious thing now that happens. It just a smile comes across my face. I'm like, I'm here again. Right? I'm still here. <laughs> I and, love that. And when you have yeah it's that it is perspective. Yeah. We can all get to that, and mm. a part of my mission is enabling people to get to that level of joy or fulfillment, yep. whatever it is, without having to go through the darkness. Oh,
0: 100%, so. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, there you <laughs> that's go, that's, that's, it. Awesome. That's, that's my story. That's a great story, <laughs> I, love it, I love it, even hearing it now face to face is still cool. Um, We'll get to your identity coaching in a moment, and obviously, you know how that all came about. But um, I wanted to touch on um, breathwork with you as yeah. well because we did it before we got on the podcast. Obviously, yep. you've you've done a little bit through it. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've held some or co-hosted some events with uh, with JP, as you know, yeah. which is really cool. So I'm 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 right into it at the moment. But yeah. I heard you say something which was really profound on I think it was Jackson Tippett's podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned. I think he asked you something like, why don't more people do it? Or why aren't more people aware of it? And then you came in and said, pharmaceutical companies. So do you want to sort of elaborate on that statement? Because it was really profound when I heard it. And I thought, you know what? This is something I need to ask you face-to-face on this podcast.
1: 100%. Yeah. So, man, it's...
0: I know it's probably a rabbit hole that we could go down. We
1: we kind of can. And I'll do my best. Because the one thing I want to say is that, I guess when you start to... Anytime you question the industry or the system, mm. people go, you know, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Like that's that's the label that gets thrown around yeah. now. So that's it's like that. Um, it's very common when you question what has been ingrained for us. Yes. Then you get labelled. So I'm I'm giving that preframe to the listeners now that I'm going to be challenging some things within our system, mm. not because I don't like the system, but because I've been through and experienced. You know, and, and had some pretty in-depth conversations with some high-level people in it that go, "This is pretty raw." Yeah.
0: Well. So
1: when when I was on the heavy medication in 20, 2019, I was liaising obviously and consulting with a number of different professionals. Mm. And but at this point in time, I'd been still lecturing at the uni. Okay. So. I, and a lecturing in physiology. Right. So I could go to them and see a gastroenterologist or see a rheumatologist or a neurologist. because I was seeing a whole heap of different ones because at this point in time, I had no answers. Yeah, okay. Medication still wasn't helping me. So I'm like, there's something I'm missing. So I'm going to see everyone. And yep. I'd go to them and say, look, speak to me in the scientific terms Yeah. because I can understand it. Yep. And we can actually communicate on that level because a lot of the time they will simplify it. Of course. I said, no, let's speak jargon because mm. I get it and that will give me more to elaborate on. And so through this process, being able to speak to more and more of them, it was becoming very clear that every single one of their roles is directly related to a process of medicating. As we say, uh, a baker will bake, a surgeon will surgeon. Yes. And so in the medical system... You know, we call it medication. Mm. Notice that it's the medical system. It's not the healthcare. You know, the health system. It's mm. medical system. Yeah. And when we talk about healthcare, it's almost always about fixing an ailment, not optimizing health. Yep. So, as I was able to talk to more of these people and get an understanding, it was becoming clear that they are actually, you know, un- unfortunately, doctors are salespeople. They're mm. selling medication. Yep. Medical doctor, medication doctor, and these professionals without going into each individual one it was becoming very clear through speaking with them and questioning on this level that i guess maybe what was happening and this is why it's so cool was that because i was speaking at their level yeah they were opening up more like okay. more rapport then yep. you know when they're speaking more with the general pop they just simplify things and if people question they go oh don't worry about that whereas i was able to be on that level yes i was going so why do you need to give this you know why this medication if it's doing these things why not this one and they go well we get more of a commission benefit for Mm -hmm. this or we get more of this or this is what's being pushed to us by the government in this hospital system we need to be using these things i've gone okay so you know there's obviously their side of it with private is commission Mm -hmm. based on sales but then when we go into the government side of it so in the government why are they using this brand not this Mm. they go well because the government has a partnership with this company yeah and there's a you know the financial benefit so I was going I'm I good to swear
0: yeah and I was yeah like, go I'm for like, it fuck yeah
1: there's some really rough stuff happening here because I was put on and this is where it triggered me mm. And this is where I became passionate about it because I there was a medication that I realized through my understanding I needed and they wouldn't give it to me because it was going to cost them money, not make them money. <laughs> so I needed a particular type of what they call a MAB, which is a, a mono-antibody right. system. And they were giving me one type which wasn't as effective as the other, but they wouldn't give the other one to me um, because... Of what I just said. Yeah. It won't make them money. It will cost them money. Right. And that was at the point where I was like, You're, like my health? Yep. It's like, my life is on the line with this. Mm. And the dollars are getting in the way. And that's where I was like, no, nah, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if I'm going to lose my life in, in that... Because at that period in time, that's where I was still at. Yeah, of course. And I was like, if they're going to be putting a dollar figure over my health and I'm in a critical condition, what do they do with everyone else? It's just showing up with the doctors needing a thing. Mm. You know, I need to get over this cold and flu, I need to do this it's you know when we talk about like a life or death situation there's more empathy yes there wasn't even empathy in my situation (laughs) so what are they doing for everyone else Yeah, so as i got to understand more of that and and sort of speaking more with um then i was really fortunate to connect with a a a medical doctor Mm. but he's also um a functional healthcare practitioner so in that way as you know as your listeners would likely know that Mm they look to get to the root cause. Yep. And so when he and I developed a relationship, I was able to really dig in and dig into more questions and ask more and more. And he said, look, he was able to explain to me that there's actually like, there's drug companies that are out there that have... Now, I want to make sure I get the wording right. See, maybe questions on this. They will patent, so let's say they have a, a patent or a trademark, I can't remember that specific word, but for their medication, mm-hmm. and they may have it for two years before other people can come in and do things, they make agreements with the government to extend those, let's say rather than it being two years to ten years, mm. so that other companies can't get in.
0: It's like a patent blocker or something. Yeah, yes. I mean, that may
1: be the, the worst. I've yeah, heard
0: this on the Aubrey Marcus podcast. So, yeah.
1: so then, okay, there you go. Yeah. So that... That is a process that they go through where, yeah, that's ex- you know they were blocking yeah. other companies being able to come in because mm. then they don't have monopoly over the market. Yep. If they have monopoly over the market in ties with the the government, mm. it's greater profit, greater money. Yeah. And so when these things continued to happen, and I kept seeing them coming up, because then obviously I started stepping away from just myself, and I was like, who else does this happen with? Oh, and they were just like everyone there's no one it doesn't happen to it no. and so the pharmaceutical industry as some people call like big pharma in that way mm. it's the, the analogy I would give is this when you want your house built you would never expect a, a carpenter to build your house for free mm. but for some reason in the health space when you're unwell Let's say, for example, in my situation, when I needed to bring on Mitch, it was an investment for me to work with Mitch. And people are like, why would he be charging you to work with him when you're so unwell? It's like, it's his profession. Yeah. It's what he does.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We don't
1: question doctors no. not being paid. But when it's a private professional, people question it. Mm-hmm. And so this this side of things in terms of like the, the pharmaceutical aspect... Man, it still gets me now, is mm. that they, they have a lot of leverage that we don't see. And because they are for most people, again in the system, and I'm challenging the system at like the systemic view here, yeah. is that because so many people go oh, these medications are helping me. Mm. We go, they're our saviour. So we put them on the kind of pedestal and go, no, they never do anything adverse to us. Mm. But in the the reality of it, these are financial-based companies, pharmaceutical brands. It's just like Nike or Apple or, you know, any kind of company that is selling a product. Yep. And I've actually been through courses where I've been... um, it's in personal development and let's say business where they've gone, we've worked with Johnson & Johnson, we've worked with Pfizer, we've worked with XYZ in yeah. this way and then it's clicked to me like they are so focused on performance and these are all medical you know, um, medical companies and so they have a massive leverage within the government uh, in that way of, of yep. how they can do things but then also in terms of the... Breathwork side of things, as we were speaking about. Yes. If it's because that's what it is, really, with breathwork, you can pay people to to take you through really mm. deep, um, deep inner work. But you can jump on YouTube and type in Wim Hof, or type in Soma breathwork, or type in Alchemy of Breath, and you'll find videos. So it's free access, mm. and they know the pharmaceutical industries know that. Well, the people at the top anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: They know that there are alternatives that can help people for free, but they go, if people can do this for free or pay money, which one are they going to choose? Of course. And so there's there's that suppression of that information that isn't expressed. Mm. It isn't put forward. Medical doctors have no idea. My my cousin, um, he's a, an MD. Yep. My, well, two of my cousins are MDs, okay. I've had the same conversations with them. Yep. Um, and... It's, it's the exact same thing like they've never been exposed to these things and when I speak to them about that obviously them knowing my story it, it kind of opens their eyes and shifts their perspective of yeah you know, why aren't we shown these things why aren't we taught these things yeah, and then yeah, i speak yeah. to them about what are you taught and they're like okay which medication what dosages did the sales it's literally it's it's sadly almost like they get put into it and their whole uni degree is like teaching them about what products to sell <laughs> and and that's that's obviously a challenge in that way but that's the reality with the breathwork side of things is it won't be spoken about mm. until there is a whole shift in the, in the system but the the big thing with it is you know the breathwork as i spoke about with on jackson's like the amount of release people can have psychologically is huge Yeah, absolutely um, but it's i'm really grateful for wim yep because he is becoming so well known mm. And as a result, more and more people hearing about it, they, they dip a foot in and they're like, okay, this stuff's kind of cool. I felt this. Go a bit deeper and go a bit deeper. So more people are waking up to other you know, methods. Yep. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I think they're doing a movie about him now. Really? Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm sure I saw him post something about that the other day, which would be pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, his story is pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um, so is that where the whole cool to con- to be conscious thing came about?
1: Yeah, well, um, the... I'd been doing uh, breath work sporadically for like five or six years. Okay. Um, like pranayama, breath work stuff, like meditative style, a bit of Wim Hof here and there, and then it was, but it wasn't really till I started with Mitch, because mm. Mitch is an Alchemy um, breath work facilitator.
0: Okay.
1: Our first session, he took me to through a breath. I hadn't been able to get out of bed at my own will for like four and a half, five weeks. Right. Um. That's how unwell I'd been. And. He took me to a, through a breath work, and my dad and my housemate were sitting out on the couch outside. Finished the breath work. I literally got up, walked out of my bed, opened my bedroom door, walked out the door into the kitchen, and they were like, <laughs> wide eyed, <laughs> like, what the fuck? And I started jumping up and down on the spot, and I was like, I'm healed! Yeah. I'm healed! Like, I had no pain at all. Wow. And they were like, holy shit, get back in your fucking bed. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah Stop. Yeah. And in that time, in that moment, I was obviously like three hours later, I was a wreck. I was a mess. <laughs> yeah, not good yeah, at all. Of course. But that state, I was like, I didn't take anything. All I did was breathe, mm. and this is what I've been able to experience. That one, that's when I was like, there's something to this. Yeah. So I said, Mitch, send me all, you know, my achiever minds to like <laughs> send me all the information, send me all the people. I'm gonna do it all. Yeah, right. And so I started this kind of personal deep dive into it, and Mitch would be coaching me through, and 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 really, in a way, breath was a part of what saved my life. Yeah. Because wow. I know the energetic clearing that needed to occur through yeah. what I went through with my gut was largely with that and that because we have like the stuck energy and we think low frequency, low energy is when we get cellular dysfunction and yeah. with that is what causes disease and when we can express that energy then we can heal Yep. and so that process was huge and I was going through when I was even when I was down in Victoria on a Saturday morning at 10am till 12 I'd had like because obviously when I was back down at Human Mechanics Mm. at uni, I was, I guess you'd say, quite well known as a coach in Central Victoria. Okay. So I had a a bunch of uni students that were mentees in a way. Like I was, what do they call it when they're on placement? Like they were under under me. Okay. And so when I was whenever I usually go back down, they want to catch up. And Mm. so I put together kind of a little group. We had like maybe seven to ten. We'd like get together in my mum and dad's like little pool shed. Of a Saturday morning and we'd like do some breath work and I'd guide them through yeah but because I was still so unwell at this point in time this is back in 2019 <laughs> I'd rest from like Saturday 1 p.m. till like Thursday 5 p.m. to have enough energy to be ready to go again for like <laughs> the three hours on Saturday uh, that's where that started and so there was that that excitement for what could be done in the breath for people yeah and then I continued doing my own breath privately, my own work. Mm. And then I went down to the Gold Coast one weekend for with some friends to catch up. Mm. It's my first weekend away okay. since being being back. And this was maybe June 2021. Okay. And went down to a Cool to Be Conscious Stillness session at Burleigh. And it's like, oh, okay, that was cool. The community, the vibe, the connection. I was like, this is this is awesome. And then also that weekend, I'd met up with some conscious entrepreneurs at a, at a party the night before. Right. And so I was like, wow. I was at this point in time because I'd been unwell and I'd come back to the Sunny Coast pretty quietly. I didn't feel like I knew anyone. I had a family or community or tribe. And so I yep. felt very isolated and alone. And then going down to the Goldie, I was like, look at all of these incredible humans. This is where I want to be. Mm. So I was like, made the decision that Sunday morning. I was like, I'm moving to the Gold Coast. Oh, right then I was Sunday afternoon like, well I've got eight months left on my lease what am I gonna do for eight months am I gonna break lease what and then there was this part of me that was why don't you do it why don't you give it a crack why don't you create your own community Mm. why don't you be that change and so Sunday night, I was laying in bed at my friend's place down still on the Goldie and I literally put up an Instagram story. I was like, Hey, I'm running breathwork and meditation, Alex Heads Beach, next Sunday, eight AM start, and then that was it. I just shared it to a bunch of people. And then my housemate Harry, who runs Blokes Prosper, oh, yeah. a men's mental health charity, yep. I said, Hey, let's make we'll do like a ten dollar donation. Money goes to um, Blokes Prosper. Yep. And so that's what we did. We had like 20 people there the first week. Oh, good. And I was like, whoa, this That's is awesome. amazing. Yeah. And then word spread yep. got around. And second week, we had 135. Oh, <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> wow.
1: So it was pretty epic, actually. Because um, what happened was that weekend, the, the Ruin and Rai, the founders of cool to Be Conscious, mm. were supposed to be running their experience in Noosa. Right. And that got canceled with the, the COVID restrictions. Okay. So... I said to the boys, hey, come drop in, come experience my flow and what I do mm. and just just receive. That's all I wanted. I just said I just want you to receive. Because I was actually going to go and facilitate at their experience. Oh, yeah. I'd never met them. Yeah. But I was like, you're not saying no. I'm facilitating <laughs> and that's it. Like that's kind of like that, still that drive that's there. Yeah, absolutely. And they were like, ooh, we like this guy. Yeah. And so they came and dropped in. And because it took them quite a period of time, like I think it was like six to twelve months for them to get to like hundred and thirty people. Wrong. So for me to do a week two, they were like, this guy's got something here yeah, that he's yeah, yeah. created and then we were like they we had the chat and at this point it was called the conscious collective. Okay. That's what the group was called, the community. And then the boys had said, Dude, you're doing this incredibly and we want to this mission is going global, would you be interested in, in partnering with mm. us? And because I'd never partnered with anyone before at this point in my life, I'd yep. always been the independent guy that had done his own thing. There was that like, mm, giving up the reins to someone else. <laughs> what? I don't like this. But then I realized that like 2021, I set my intention was the year of collaboration.
0: Okay.
1: So then I was like, okay, let's do it. I'm going to let go of the reins. We'll work this out. And so I I guess, because a lot of people don't actually know that, that um, I started the cool to be conscious community up here on the sunny coast yeah. and and then yeah once the boys were like yep we're gonna do it this is how we'll set it up then we basically brought in whoever wanted to be a facilitator that had done breath work facilitating and yep. we sort of started it from there and set it up into a roster because i knew that i couldn't be there every sunday yes especially with things growing as i got healthier and had more energy to live my life mm. and yeah so that's jp and i had been friends from years before Mm. and colleagues and associates and everything and then we hadn't seen each other since I'd left Queensland okay so this is like maybe a year we hadn't seen each other so for us to get reconnected by me starting the breathwork thing down at the beach was really cool in that way um, because obviously we'd been on big I'd had a you know the near death and he'd had the big experience in transformation and at this point, Nicola was pregnant with Barb, so a lot had shifted in his life, I guess. Yeah. In a way, we would both emotionally matured a lot, so you kind of come back together as two different beings was really cool. That's very cool. So that's where that started, and, um, yeah, very exciting things with the boys, like, they're About to head to the US and take the brand over there. And Absolutely. we're working out some things at the moment just in terms of my energy and my time. But we'll likely become the Australian manager, for okay? Because obviously the locations are going to pop up, pop everywhere. up everywhere. So, yeah,
0: fantastic.
1: So yeah, it's just
0: touch more people.
1: Yeah, take a, a tool that saved my life and mm. share it with others. That's so.
0: brilliant. Yeah, so good. Um. All right, so let's let's get to the the nuts and bolts of this identity. <laughs> this is what this is what we want to talk about: the identity coaching, and obviously yeah. the system that you know you obviously haven't released it yet, but there's a lot of interest in it. And um, I know, uh, again, I'm referring to other podcasts, but I know you were obviously influenced by going like Tony Robbins and and things like that. And yeah. they would briefly touch on identity, yeah. but not enough for where yeah. you want it to head. Yeah. So do you want to sort of Get into that and then obviously maybe give a few snippets about what the coaching side of things is all about.
1: Yeah, yeah. and if I start getting fiery, it's because I'm so passionate about this. <laughs> That's what I go this, for. It. We need this. Yeah. So, so I've been in, I guess, on a personal development mindset journey since I was 16 yep. in high school. I first got introduced to Eric Thomas. The, the motivational speaker. He's the the ones that are for those that are listening you may have heard of it. Actually if you're in the training space with him Paul you probably listened to it while training. He's like if you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe then you'll be successful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember sitting in a um in a silent reading study class in year 10 in high school and my she'd been a personal trainer and she'd been a uni she was now a PE teacher and right. and she played this and I was like <laughs> I was just glued to her and I was like walk to the front of the room and I like miss what is this? She's like, what do you mean? I was like, who's this talking? And she's like, oh, it's Eric Thomas. I wrote it down. And that just started. Damn so wow. from 16, that's when I was like into it. So it was all mindset, badass, be the hardest worker, grind, hustle, fuck yeah. the rest, yeah. fuck the balance, all of that. <laughs> all the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, so just go for it. And, and so as I'd been in that space and I guess training more athletes and everything, it became more of a passion in terms of the mindset mm. and what I'd, I'd lived and I guess embodied. And so from that point, going to all the events I could, yep. so investing loads into all different coaches and programs, events and seminars and, and through that time also doing a lot of my own study, I guess I accumulated, you know, just a wealth of knowledge, just yeah. a base of knowledge. Sure. And... I'd gotten to the point where I understand it, and I've spoken about these in other podcasts, but this it needs to be shared, is that a human mind works in layers. Mm. And this is why someone will want to break a habit, but he's not able to, and they revert. Or why someone wants to change a pattern, and they're not able to. Mm. Or they might yo-yo diet, or whatever it is, yeah. because there's, there's something underneath. It's yep. the root cause. So if we're thinking of the tree, if we peel the leaves off, they're going to regrow. Yep. So the way it works in terms of my understanding at this point, and I'm open to this shifting in the future, because I always just want what is best. Yep. won't attach to anything. So at the top layer, we have actions. An action is, I'm going to go for a walk today because I want to improve my body. Yep. Walk, action. Under that is a behavior, so it's more habitual. I'm going to go for a walk three times per week. So habitual action. Yep. Under beha- uh, behavior is then beliefs. So right now, I want you to kind of think of um, those concentric circles like a target. Yes. And so we've got the outside target, but then if you, in a way, if you think of them as, as gears, if you just turn the outside gear, it's the only one that shifts. But if you turn the inner cog, the linchpin, the whole thing shifts yep. inside to yep. out. So actions only change actions. But if you change your behavior, then by default, your action changes. Yep. So then underneath that is your belief. So if you have a belief that walking is a waste of time, because it's not high intensity enough, mm. you're not going to go for a walk three times a week. You're not going to go for a walk one time a week because yeah. your belief doesn't align to create that action or that behavior. So if you shift the belief and go, walking is good for being in a particular heart rate zone or it's good to just go and be mindful, then your behavior may be open to change mm. and then your action will change. Yep. So beliefs is where most psychologists, mindset coaches, life coaches, you know, hypnotherapists and things work at is at the level of beliefs which are made up of two global beliefs the world is this people are this jobs are this water is this yep. it's just absolutes then there's rules so that's if this then that there is a belief that if this person punches me in the face then they're a bad person <laughs> or if this person eats this food then they're unhealthy yep. so there's rules if this then that and that's the beliefs level. And we can shift those, but the thing is we have a belief about everything in our conscious awareness in our entire life, which means we have endless numbers of beliefs. Mm. We have our core beliefs that are the ones that hold us back. But I can say to you, what's your favourite colour? And you have a belief. Yeah. Just like I have a belief that might be different. Yep. And the thing is with the personal development journey is when we're working at the level of beliefs, it's like a never ending journey of removing this limiting belief and now replacing it with an empowering belief. You've done that one, okay. Oh shit, now there's the next right. and the next, yeah. and it never ends. So, people, and that's why you hear of what they call like the groupies, mm-hmm. they just go to all the events and they never really transform their life because they're working at changing this belief, but then their action may not align. Typically, there's something underneath. Yeah. Right. yeah? yeah. So, we get these people that go to all the seminars, and you talk to them, and you're like, So, what have you done? And they're like, Oh, I've learned all of this stuff. What have <laughs> you done with it? Oh. And the reason they haven't done the thing is because there's something underneath that. Right. And so underneath beliefs, we have, just think of, you've got a thousand beliefs around health. Mm. Okay, let's if I give some examples right now to paint the picture. Um, I have a belief around uh, McDonald's. I have a belief around the difference between McDonald's and Subway. Yep. And then I have a difference between that and, say, sushi. Right. And then the amount of sleep I need to get. And what good nutrition is and what the best diet is and um, what skincare products we should be using and how much water we should be drinking and what medication is good and what's not. And all of these are beliefs, but they fit into the bucket of health. Yes. Or we could say nutrition and training. Yep. Yeah. So that all of the beliefs fit into buckets, which we call values. Now, very few coaches in the world go to the level of values tony robbins does at date with destiny his six-day event so Mm. we go through your primary towards and away from values which is the main precipice of his big breakthroughs at date with destiny Mm. and that's what most people go holy shit like when you first get exposed to it you go wow and then john d martini he's actually kind of known as the values expert of the world he's all of his teachings for like 30 years have been on values okay He's a, a specialist at it, and and to speak into values for a moment to give a little bit of value <laughs> on values, <laughs> most of us think that if I said to you what are your top three values, most people go um, truth, love, and training or you know health. But what happens is most of our values are again societally conditioned yes. that we're told that these are the things we should value, but not what we actually do. So Di Martini has a values determination assessment. It's might take you 20 minutes to do, okay. but you actually go through. What do you speak about most? What's in your you know field of influence most? What's around your house? What are what are the things that you do most? What are the things you talk about most? Who are the people around you? And what you actually realise is that your values aren't what you consciously think. It's the accumulation of what's in your life. Yeah, right. Really. If your house is cluttered with McDonald's, you play Xbox twelve hours a day mm. and you don't sleep a whole lot and this that health's probably not at the top of your values list. True. But for someone that trains five days a week, they've got the supplements, they've got the good, you know, the good food that they're doing, they sleep well, health's probably higher up. Yep. So we can work out our values by the actual way to work them out is by looking at our life. Okay. And so and and the actions and how we live. So that's values. And obviously Within, like, once you've been to say Tony's event, you can then use the same process. So there are coaches that use values, but what what got to me was I already knew because, like I said, I'd been doing this work for quite a while, so mm. I already knew these things. So when I'd gotten to the point where I was down in Victoria in twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, twenty twenty, yeah. it's
0: been a bit of a blur. Yeah, yeah I can
1: imagine. When I was down south. you know as i said i was just laying around breathing meditating attempting to eat some food Mm. and reading that was about really it for you know a bunch of months i was like i haven't consciously changed my actions obviously they've been forced upon me i haven't changed my consciously changed my actions all my behaviors all my beliefs all my values i haven't done any work on these things what is going on because I felt like I didn't know myself I wasn't myself I had no real connection with who I used to be my whole life had just washed away and when I hadn't consciously changed something I was like thinking about the gear analogy again if all of these things have turned but I haven't turned them Mm. something underneath there has to be a deeper gear and so that's where you know in all of this time of introspection and and Contemplation. Yeah, there's something. There's something that's, that is not being coached. There's something that hasn't been realised at this level of having your whole life stripped away in that near-death experience process. Yeah, and and because there are people that have had near-death experiences and had worse situations than me, but maybe they haven't had the potentially the it's kind of like the recipe they haven't also had the six months of laying around doing nothing with the contemplation with the knowledge put together to bring this into baked cake
0: yes yes i get that
1: and so for me this question kept coming up and was like if i've don't do all of these things now if i'm not this person related to these people i don't have this business or this venture or kept coming back to like who am i yeah okay who am i now And who is this life that I'm living Mm. and what I realized then with the who am I is that the who am I was what I was missing I didn't know who I was and what was coming to me through this period of time was who do you identify as yeah I was like I don't Uh, I don't identify as anyone now right I'm in the care of my parents and there's a real estate place that I'm in, and, you know, on the sunny coast, that's yep. it. So I was like, I don't identify. I don't have an identity. And then I was like, Pfft. it's identity. There's underneath values, because what creates the values mm. is who I am within my core. Yep. And when I realized that, it was the next two months were just like those synchronicities. Just this piece of a uh, you know a tool within my system that I've now created all of these tools within the system were just coming at me left, right and so I was like oh my gosh this will work and this will work and this will go in first, yeah, right. this will go second and, and it's this step by step process but what I, I guess the, the issue that I'd seen at this point in my life when I was realising this and I started having these breakthroughs mm. I was like if, if I've lost everything in my life but I still have this drive and determination to impact and serve I I I need to ensure that i do not miss the mark i do not fail because mm. i am i've got a second lease on life now second opportunity i'm not going to waste this and how do i make sure i don't because mm. you know it only take. you've got a gps with 30 steps of how to get from here to you know toowoomba mm. and you miss one step the the map doesn't correct you know like if, if, if it's printed out yep. rather than being active on your phone yeah it doesn't correct you you're like gosh oh, now i'm lost yeah that's how most people are on their personal development journey is they're striving towards this goal, they miss a step and then it's like, I'm going off this direction, I don't know how to bring it back. So the, the other analogy for it is like, imagine you've got a, a lake, mm. and you've got like, across a th- the lake's a kilometer wide, you've got 10 concrete pillars, which you could jump across, but there by math... If it's a kilometre and there's 10, it means they're 100 metres apart. That's right. You can't make it. No. It's too big a jump, too mm. big a gaps. Mm. Personal development space, there's too many gaps. People fall through the cracks and that's why so many people fall out of their transforming habits and patterns and all of that. So my intention was I'm going to create something where it's like it's a bridge whole way across. It's like lily pads or you know stepping stones the whole way where it's you work out exactly what you want in your life. And then the system does the work for you. Right. You just follow the system. You've got the, you've got the guidance. Yeah. And so that's what I've done and created that. And going through this experience, what was happening was I was transforming myself. Obviously, I was still in a physical state of, of challenge. Mm. But the way I was showing up around my family, the way I was in my presence, the way I was asking questions and listening and understanding and responding and all of this, they were like, I was changing in front of their eyes. Wow. And then obviously clients without realizing what I was doing were reaching out and we got some incredible results and and then um, I remember specifically because at this point I was already aware of the identity system i had been implementing it and I was at date with destiny yep this one was virtual because of this time and so uh, I was end of 2020 yep and I remember at one part in a seminar in, in date with destiny Tony started talking about identity fuck me you should have seen my face so i was like <laughs> yes he gets it like because yeah. you're in a pretty heightened state at those events anyway i was like because i had the, the other six people because we got an airbnb and i invited them along like, oh, i cool. paid for the ticket yeah but invited them to come as like my guests yep and i was like fuck yeah he's got identity yes like thinking yep. yeah we're on the same page yeah. and he starts talking about it and says that the human identity is the deepest part of our human experience our human mind yep And I was like, oh, my God, here we go. And I'm like sitting on the end of my chair. What are we going to do? And then he goes, back to values. Uh, And I was like, fuck, are we going to go back? Okay, when are we going back? And then maybe like two days later, he said something else about human experience and the identity, but he used the word self-concept because that is um, linked in with another researcher in the space. And then another time, actually, no, my apologies, John D. Martini referred to self-concept. Oh, yeah. And Tony referred to self-image, which is Maxwell Waltz um, from Psycho Cybernetics. Mm. He spoke about it and I was like, oh my gosh, okay, we're getting there. But same thing again, they'd mention it and then they come back up. Yeah, right. And so that's when it started to like I, don't know if I can feel it now, like started to stress me.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Because there was a self-belief, a subconscious identity yep. issue within myself. And that was if these guys are the best in the world and they're not getting to that layer and actually coaching in it? Mm. Why are you? Why do you <laughs> know this thing? Like, yeah. you're not that good. You're <laughs> not that special. The self-worth stuff came yeah, up. Yeah, of course. Because obviously my dream is to be able to be at that level to impact that many lives. Sure. But when I'm not there, there's that story of like, nah, like, there's something wrong with you, Todd. Like, this is, you know, it's not that good or whatever it is. And I was like, but then there was a, it fucking well is, because I've gone through it yeah. and I've seen what it is and what it's created and what's it in, what it's enabled and how foolproof it is and the coaches I've taken to, for their feedback, because I obviously always want feedback. How do I improve? How of do I course, change? They're yeah. like, holy shit, how do we become an identity coach? I'm like, when it's out, you can. Yeah. Until then, no, because I want to keep refining. And, and so there was that challenge that I was going through and that feeling of well if they're the best in the world and they're not coaching at that level why, why are you so special Todd? Yeah. and so this is where I've had to do quite a lot of inner work even since then it's been a year that I've been doing work on myself mm. to finally feel the self worth that it's like I will be one of those people not because I'm special but because this system is special Yep. and through this journey over the last 12 to 18 months I've done a lot of breath work I've been introduced to the plant medicine journeys every single time I've been connected into the plant medicine or deep breath work identity system comes through wow and I had an experience the other day where I was I guess you could say like when you're spoken to kind of like, I guess you could say like the voice of after the near-death experience I started getting spoken to okay by you could call it God or source or energy but a voice would come to me and tell me things about the future that have all happened and mm-hmm. And I had this experience um, about a week and a half, only two weeks ago now, where I had a whole heap of what we call downloads come through. I I was 11 o'clock at night and I was sitting with Danny McQueen and I was like, i've got to start journaling and in breath work you can go through like cathartic release when your whole body starts to tremor and shake and it's a release of energy yep. i was sitting there and my body just started going into the catharsis and i'm like sitting there having like a, a convulsive fit on wow. bed. but what that is is actually when i'm in the state of surrender my boat that can happen and then when i when it finishes i just lay there present 30 seconds of eyes closed in that state and then it's just like boom it's like all the answers I need just come through, and so wow. I sat up and I wrote fifteen pages of journaling of everything. Yeah, right. Um, that came through, and it's all about the identity system and why. I guess I've been through what I've been through, and what it means for. I guess you would say, quote unquote, for humans, for humanity. Yep. And I know it's. I say these on podcasts now because I know that in ten years' time, I'll look back and be like, "Yeah, you had the courage to say this yep. when you weren't there, but you knew it was going to happen." Mm. So yeah it's it's a knowingness that it will be at that at that scale wow and it's not again it's not because of me i'm just like a messenger or a vessel for it mm. and that's what came through is like you there's nothing about you that is unique todd you've just had the experiences that bring this together it is the system because mm. my my intention my mission with this is that i get to bring it up and create it yep. wow it's beautiful that's a gift it's incredible but once i take it through the first the first group and i know how many people are going to be like holy oh, like a it makes so you know when you have those moments where it's like it's so obvious but no one's ever done it it makes so much sense it's that they're like wow okay and when you have let's say 100 people go through it and however many are like oh my gosh this has transformed my life how do i now share this with others which i know is going to happen yep then we might have 50 coaches and then it starts and then they go and work with 20 people and that's a thousand 20 people by 50 that's 10,000 people yep and I've only impacted a hundred because that's my intention I don't want to be a brand or a name or anything like that Mm. I want the system to go and do the work yep so yeah it's 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 why I know I've gone from having the driven mindset and doing the achievement to being the science guy to having the near-death experience to understanding and experiencing the spirit to have everything torn away to create this, yeah, wow. and I say to every single person that I work with, whether it be they're cool to be conscious and what they're growing in as a global mission, whether it's Dr. Espen and what he's already doing, whether it's the ripple effect, every single person, I say the number one most important thing for you to know about me is my identity system. I shouldn't say my, the identity system yep. is my number one priority in this life. Wow. And if that gets compromised, I'm out. There's okay. no way I'll continue in this mission if my this work. Mm. Is not allowed to get out.
0: Yeah, okay. So that's, that's been
1: a, that's been a big thing. Yeah. So, but when I when they hear me speak about it with that conviction, they're like, "Whoa, powerful." Yeah, it's kind of like that. In a way, it's like, you know that when someone speaks about like, "Don't you fuck with my child?" So <laughs> like,
0: yeah, don't, yeah, don't you fuck with my child. <laughs> well, this yeah. is your baby, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. well wow, that's cool. That's very cool. Okay, so the the sixty four million dollar question is when when is it going to be yeah. available and out yeah. and delivered and yeah. facilitated and whatever else, however you're going to do it.
1: Yeah. So it's um, there's a, the wait waitlist at the moment. Yep. There's around about a hundred people on, which is incredible. Yeah, the wow. First intention was like ten. <laughs> so that, that's just been How phenomenal. Um, and. At the moment with that there's been um, an email already sent out just to say the info is coming soon yep it's all typed up and ready to go like the the email process so launch date would be at this point within the next month okay so it was scheduled for the 28th of March which is now 13 days away yes so two weeks but because of what's going on with all of these other parts I need to bring on some assistance, okay. some personal assistance, which I'm doing now, mm. so that I can manage my time, load, and energy. Yes. Because at the moment, I don't have the time capacity to give to these other movements, mm. um, and I'm having to pull back from those. Okay. And that's where those are. So I'm like, okay, I can give the, the system a month of leeway for me to set these things up so yep. that I'm not launching another thing on top of these. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's. It'll launch within the next month. If you're hearing this podcast and you you want information, you want to ask a question, shoot me a message on Instagram, a DM, yep. and go, "Hey, I'd love information about the identity system." Yep. What will happen is I'll get your full name, phone, and email because obviously email is where well, I get the info, and we'll likely have an intro call to see if it aligns. Sure. Um, and then from there, there's going to be like a group intro Zoom call as well. Okay. And the way that the system is set out is it's actually 20 It's twenty weeks in total to do the full identity system. Okay. So near six months. Yep. But there's three stages. So the shift is four weeks. And the shift is um, basically... I shouldn't say basically. It is giving the base information and knowledge that is required to go to the next stage. Okay. Kind of like for you to come into the gym and do a squat, you've got to at least know where you want to move your hip from, where you want to hold your knees, you know, the positioning of your yes. feet. That before you can actually do the squat. Yep. So the first four weeks in the shift is all about developing the informational knowledge mm. and getting the understanding of, oh, this is a conscious and this is subconscious. This is ego and this is consciousness. This is the difference between these practices and these tools with breathwork and meditation. And so you've got the actual um, coaching. Mm. So it's live coaching via like online. mm and that's an hour of direct content coaching and half an hour of Q&A so that I can answer the questions of those that are within it and then there's also what I call winner's work because I'm really specific with my vocabulary I don't call it homework or like to-do list winner's work because if you do the work, you win so there's those things that they do for the seven days in between because it's all about, for me, developing repetition of habits new habits and so we have those four weeks, which then sets the foundation for the knowledge to move into the next the next stage is called the awakening. Mm. It's six weeks. And that's where we go into what you would do if you went to D Martini or you went to Tony Robbins with Date with Destiny or UPW. We go into um, beliefs. We go into and and values. We go into blind spots, the subconscious blind spots and our suffering circles, mm. and we go into quantum manifestation and quantum healing. Yep. And we go into all of those. But what happens with this is there's actually direct application on every single one of them in the coaching. Right. So it'll be like, hey, we're going through beliefs and we're going to shift these beliefs. Okay. Your personal disempowering beliefs, just like you would do it, Tony Robbins at UPW, yep. or with the values that you would do a date with Destiny with Tony, you would go through or with John at mm. the breakthrough experience, for example, we do that with values. Okay. And so it's actually implementing those processes in that six weeks as well as then the winner's work that's done in between all of the calls and sessions. And this winner's work is set and structured. I do, I'm do. i very systematic. It's all set in a ladder-style way so that it's building so that people have the ability and the awareness and the mental capacity to do the next week's winner's work. So it's all building. And so then that's 10 weeks in total of coaching, and that's an hour and a half of content and coaching and then plus another 30 minutes of the Q&A. Yep. So it's two hours plus all the winner's work. This is all set to be ready for the 10 weeks of what is called the ascension. Okay. That's the identity system. Yeah, wow. So the identity system cannot come until you've done 10 weeks of building to be ready. Mm. The reason I say this is because, and I only, I actually only realized this about a week ago, because I developed this system, but I just knew there was a reason. Can't, okay. Again, it's just a knowing. Yep. I was on a call with a, a lady around private foundations the other day, and we were talking about um, people and the disintegration of their ego.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: You know, have you heard of like ego deaths and ego disillusions? And yep. for someone to dissolve their ego mm. safely and in a in a powerful way. They need to have a stable ego first so that's why they say if you're mentally unstable don't go and do breath work like a deep breath work there there's contraindications mm. if you' you know if you've been in a psychiatric ward if you're, you're bipolar depressed at the moment in those ways yep. don't want you to go through this deep experience unless you're held one-on-one with something with with someone because of what could arise yep. and so the identity system identity being the ego is deconstructing your entire life. Everything that you have been, everything you have experienced before, everything that makes you up. But they need to have a solid understanding of who they have been, what their beliefs have been, what their values have been, their behaviors, their actions, all of their conditioning, everything that's made them to who they are. Yep. So that when we do go to pull it all back, they go, Oh, that's why. Yeah. Not oh what are we losing? Like we're losing all this stuff off. what happens if you have an identity void? So a void is when you're in a space of the unknown, mm. and voids are when people freak out. So the whole reason that this is developed in this way is so that there aren't the voids that are coming through. Okay. It's developed in that way that they have to have a level of awareness, experience, and knowledge before they can implement the system, the identity system, which is those 10 weeks. Yep. And that's where the identity system, the tools, all of the steps, the lily pads across the pond are set. So, yeah, it's, that's the... The outline and the structure of it in terms of the the way that works on oh, the the ascension mm. is two sessions per week all oh, right so it's actually three hours in total yeah so there's an hour and a half of content and coaching mm. and then there's another hour and a half session which is 45 minutes of additional content and coaching and 45 minutes of q a okay because there is so much depth to it that yeah. i know that there's going to be that that need and, and those things and that the winners work in that way is set all in the system. Mm. Um, so...
0: Must be pretty pumped about it. <laughs> that probably doesn't give it...
1: Yeah, there's, there's not words, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's just... I just yeah. know when people experience it, it's just going to... Yeah yeah
0: absolutely blow some minds yeah hundred percent so you mentioned obviously if someone wants to get on that waiting list or inquire yeah yep. they reach out to you through instagram what's your yep. instagram handle
1: yeah todd hmm. underscore jarrett so okay. t-o-d-d underscore j-a-r-r-a-double-t mm-hmm. yeah and just send me a message on there okay um and then that way i can yeah the the way i'd say by that saves the team will be able to put them through the list and get the info yep um that's been the, the big part of the moment is knowing that there's still more people coming in it's not wanting to launch that first part until I'm like okay we're gonna cut it there right I, can, I have that again that feeling of knowing yes so yeah that's that's a big thing and, and that's where they can then um, find out the finer details in terms of like what's involved within the winners work and what's yep. involved within the, the coaching and the, and the personalized coaching and the investment and, and all of those of kinds course. of things yeah. so, all the obvious yeah.
0: questions yeah yep. absolutely yep. unreal Mate, we've cracked over an hour. It's, really? uh yeah, that was that. I did. I looked down just before and went, "Oh well, wow. <laughs> it's gone by very quickly." Um, we might wrap it up now, but obviously I preempted you with the final good, question, yeah. and hopefully in the background somewhere you've had a think about it. Um, obviously I, I ask every guest this, so it's, it's pretty cool to, to get that that into uh, that idea of uh, who you'd have dinner with. So as I said to you, male, female, alive or dead, fictional, non-fictional. It's sort of just to give people that have sat through this podcast an idea of your personality you know who you, it, it's more to like sort of who, who you'd like to sit down with and have a meal and have a good conversation you know yeah.
1: can I be that guy that gives you two yeah, oh, you yeah absolutely well, either, to few, few have done that yeah. yeah so I give two from completely different spectrums okay for the specific reason that I'm all about dialectics which is opposing points of view mm. to come together for the greatest understanding okay Why do you love red and why do you love blue? Explain. Yeah. Ah, now I really get it from both points. Right. So for me, I have Steve Jobs. Oh, wow, cool. Because he's created largely the most well-known brand Mm. in the world. And with the brand comes a feeling. Yeah. And so for me, there is him. And then there's... Now, this is where it's a challenge between two people. (laughs) You can say it through if you want. siddhartha Gautama, which is buddha the buddha okay and jesus christ right and the reason for that is because they have a message and a legacy that has lasted well beyond their lifetime Mm, and i guess through the journey that i've been through the near-death experience Mm. i know what they say to be not in a religious way but in an experience yes like when they say like god is within us or we can all be enlightened beings it's because we are all that energy yes and having experienced that in, in the way that I did I was like I can't negate that mm. and if I do I'm not speaking my truth and I'm just shying away from it from the fear of judgment of going oh this guy might be spiritual <laughs> when you've been through what I went through yeah you can't not be <laughs> so because they have a legacy that's lived on thousands of years yeah. and it's still you know followed by billions of people immensely strong and the branding mm. of something that is modern bringing those together to yeah, well. understand because for me it's like my mission in life is the identity system. Yeah. And I could learn everything that I feel like I would need in terms of the identity system to have it impact the world in the way that it should.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah. Great answer. That's cool. Two extremes when, when you look at it from the outside.
1: Yeah, yeah. Absolute material. Yeah. All about the money and the achievement and everything. Exactly. And didn't even have time for his family to yeah. the ultimate sacrifice. Really? That's right. So, yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's a good note to end on, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's fantastic, mate. Really appreciate you coming in and obviously. Exploring your story, talking about the breath work, manifestation, um, and then obviously you, the, the 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 thing that will hopefully be this this global phenomenon, being the identity system. So you know, I can I can clearly see you in not that long a time being up on stage doing your thing. It's yeah. pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watching from afar but now meeting you in person is pretty cool. Thank so thank you, very, you mate, for coming in and um, yeah, really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having. Mate, I got a question for you. Go for it. Who would you meet? Who would you have? I did have this asked yes. before.
0: Yeah, someone threw it at me yeah. in a podcast and, and I sort of had to answer off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, there's there's probably... <laughs> I've probably yeah. got a couple to be completely yeah, honest. Yeah, do know. it. I... As we spoke beforehand, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. But not from the perspective of him being a movie star, from the perspective of him groundbreaking bodybuilding into the mainstream. Yeah. Like, I've read his book yeah. um, and he... Brought it to the generations. Yeah. Before that, it was just sort of guys in dirty old gyms doing their thing, lifting weight and whatever. And he just fundamentally brought it to the mainstream, where it is now considered the second fastest growing sport in the world. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so he's he's somewhat of a of a, a trailblazer in that respect. Yes. You know, obviously, fine, what he's yeah. done since then is fantastic as well. But yeah. you know, that was the basis for his success in everything. Yeah. So he's one, and the other one I did say last time, and I'll probably stick with it, was um, was Ronda Rousey. So Ooh, obviously both are sporty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was very much a, again, I'll use the word trailblazer in the world of women's sport. But yeah. UFC, where it was considered f- taboo for a female to be involved in that sport for many years, yeah. you know, whether it be mixed martial arts or karate or anything along those lines, and yeah. uh, she came in and dominated, yeah. and her work ethic was just next level yeah. you know I've seen her doco and um, there was no one harder working in the gym than her yeah and to be at the top for so long Yeah. and obviously you know you get to the top and then people want to challenge that and yeah. she eventually obviously lost her crown but yeah. um, we'll still have that name oh, for yeah. being that that person yeah. so yeah she
1: brought the the female side of it to that forefront big that time way.
0: and now yeah. it's as popular if not more popular than the males because yeah. of that Time, yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yes, yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah. So that'd be my two, and it'd be a pretty cool conversation too. And I reckon there'd be a lot of food eaten at the same time. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two, two strong identities. Yeah. That's for sure. Big
0: time. Yeah. yeah. So there's, yeah. there's my answer. <laughs>
1: Thank you, brother.
0: Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank Todd for his time. He was um, very happy to come down to uh, the engine room and have a chat face-to-face on this podcast. So it was brilliant to finally get to get him on the podcast and talk about all the things he's been doing. Now, if you're interested in, obviously, any of Todd's coaching, jump on his Instagram at Todd Jarrett. Um, and likewise, if you're interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on my website, paulsbodyengineering.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please screenshot and share it across your socials. Uh, tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering, tag Todd as well. And as I say to every client, every single day, have a great day. <laughs>